All right, we welcome you to the AT&T postgame breakdown here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on a winning Sunday for the Falcons, 34-27, along with DJ Shockley, West Durham. And, well, this had a little bit of everything for you over yeah. 60 minutes. It Maybe, though, Shock, the best 30 minutes Atlanta has played to start a ball game today against Yeah, Denver. I'm with you. I, that's the first thing that came to mind was how good they played in that first half coming yep. out. On both sides of the ball, I thought Drew Locke was uh, really uh, uncomfortable for the most part of this ball game. I know he got some stuff going in the second half, but for the most part, they get after him, they moved him, and they did it with three, four down rushers. Right. But offensively, you move the football. It was anything you wanted to do in the passing game. Don't look good in the stat line in the run game, but I still, you you threw the ball over the yard. A couple key guys stepped up in uh, Ritley's absence, so we got to yep. – Alameda Zacchaeus Titus, I know you saw him a lot in your time yep. uh, covering him, so uh, I know that wasn't unexpected. So great to see the Falcons come out in that first half and get started fast. Well, let's talk about the Falcon offense dominating the first half because uh, I thought Matt Ryan, in the four drives Atlanta had in the first half, they accounted for 20 points. Uh, I thought Ryan just made good decisions today, in yeah. the first half especially. Second half, maybe a bit of a struggle. <laughs> you know, the, the one thing I liked about it was – they peppered him early with little short throws. And then you, you started to hit some throws down the field. But you're right. He made good decisions with the ball. He took what they gave him. Then try to force it down the field. And you love that deep throw to Alameda setting it up. Uh, he did a good job of stacking that defensive back and getting on top of him. And, Matt, they say he can't throw the deep ball anymore, Wes, but it looks like he threw a deep ball pretty well on that throw. Ryan, 284 yards, 25 of 35, three touchdowns today for Matt. Alameda Zacchaeus, by the way, has two career touchdowns, averaging 72 yards a catch. Ooh, is that his, good? On his touchdown score. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the other thing about Atlanta, and Dave Archer made this point on our radio broadcast. They had Vic Fangio completely guessing in the first half with the run-pass combinations. Yeah, yeah. Agree? It's it's fun to watch it when it's like that because even when you're not gashing them, Gurley had a couple good runs. I thought Brian Hill had a couple good runs. Yep. Uh, they were very physical at the point of attacking. You could, you look at it, there were some holes out there running the right. football, and uh, I thought they did a good job of using that play action a couple times. Matt on the bootleg uh, was pretty critical there. Matt, making dudes miss. How, how does Matt make dudes miss? I mean, Sneaky there, there, athleticism. There, <laughs> there was a guy that had a clear shot at him, right. and he made the guy miss. So it's, it's good to see. Uh, some things happen for him. Well, you see the side, the right side with Linston and McGarry here, but Brandon Powell's first career touchdown, good play on both ends. Not only a good throw by Ryan, but good job by Powell to sell it and then break it for the pylon. You see Youngway Koo kick a 35-yard field goal under two minutes to go in the first half, and that really kind of set Atlanta sailing. It was a target. Yeah, and that's what you wanted. You wanted to, you know, especially when you got a team coming on the road there, you know, uh, Maybe not feeling as comfortable with their selves. And then their offense hasn't really showed up yeah. the last couple of weeks in, in the Denver Broncos. I know they got the big win last week, but you put a lot of pressure on Drew Locke and his offense to make plays, and they weren't able to keep up, especially in that first half. All right, second half we told you is a little bit of a different story. Uh, I'm not sure Atlanta got comfortable in the second half, as you see some of these first-half numbers I know you guys talked about at the break. Uh, you see kind of the way the passing yards work their way out. You see the – the way this sets up as well with uh, 363 yards of offense for Atlanta, and you look at the, the Denver number at 405, but the average gain number shock, 5.5 for Atlanta, 5.7 for Denver. Um, you see time of possession. At one point, Atlanta was, what, almost 13 minutes ahead? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, at halftime, the Falcons had 20 minutes of time of possession as opposed to the Broncos at nine minutes. That's so at nine, 11 minutes, 11-minute advantage. You definitely controlled it. And then 
the Broncos were one for five on I mean one yeah one for five on third down in the first half with 112 total yards. So yeah. uh, it definitely was a mix of two halves. By the way, Atlanta ended up 0 for five on third down in the second half. Yeah, not good. And, and a lot of things that you were doing successful in the first half was you were good on first and second down. In the second half, you were not. And the Broncos weren't good on first down. Give this defense a lot of credit. Here. Sure. A lot of great numbers here. 21 of the 31 plays uh, went for three yards or less and, you know, 11 incompletions. That pick was huge as, you know, Denver was starting to get back into this ball game. And right. You, you get your team that 14-point lead there and you, you feel good. Remember, they had just scored with uh, – uh, about 13 minutes to go in the ball game. Uh, and then Atlanta had come down and gone three and out. And then Denver got the ball back. And yeah. when they got the ball back is when Locke threw the pick to Ricardo Allen, his 10th career interception. And the next thing you know, Todd Gurley scores two plays later, and Atlanta's back to a comfortable working margin. Do the two touchdowns in the last four minutes bother you? Yeah, they do, because I still want this team to finish our ball games. That's okay. kind of been – the story of the season is not being able to finish ball games, and you don't want to give any team any hope. As we see the defense on the field at the end of the game, I thought it was fitting that that last drive, the defense bowed their neck and didn't allow yep. this team to go down the field. You, you think the first play they have, they hit a big play to Judy, mm -hmm. and you see, I think it's Sheffield or whoever it was, knocked the ball out. That's a good start to the drive. They're going right. to complete passes. They're going to do a good job. But I was glad the defense ended the ball game the way they did. You don't want them to – have an opportunity late in the ballgame to get back in it, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised that the defense got the chance to finish it. All right, we got to see a clip of A.J. Terrell. Uh, look, expectation levels for first-round guys are always kind of indifferent, right? Right. The higher the pick, the more crazier sometimes the expectations <laughs> are, right? Yeah. Now, Terrell missed some time early. And now we're in a situation where it, he finally looks like he's getting comfortable. Yeah, the, the number one thing is this guy plays the ball really well in the area. We see so many DBs week in and week out. Mm -hmm. When they get into trouble, they panic, they push, they, they pull. They do something to get a pass interference. But this guy was covering tight ends. He's covered Judy for a lot of the day. Yeah. But the guy is always around the football, tackles well in space. So I, I think since coming back, he has been a bright spot for the Falcons and uh, hasn't been one of those guys you worry about in coverage. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch A.J. Terrell kind of round into the back half of the season here, and in which Atlanta gets a bye week, by the way, before going to New Orleans two weeks from today to uh, to meet the Saints. Okay, give me a report card. They pick up the win. Uh, we know the scenario now. They're three and six. Uh, Arch said this at the top of our radio show today. You got two games against New Orleans, two against Tampa, who are playing later tonight. Uh, you had four against the AFC West. You picked up the win today. What are your expectations? What do you think? I mean, all this – remember now, there's still, uh, you know, a bizarre finish against Detroit. <laughs> yeah. A shock from being 4-0. and That's It's unbelievable. You think about where this team could be. And right. I know we love to play the if and what if game. Oh, but yeah. You see it, man. You watch it every single week and you wonder – where this football team could be going into this latter stretch of the season where you where you want it, playing a lot of division games, having an opportunity to maybe, uh, you know, finish the season off on the right note. But having those four division games, you know you got to go to KC. That's a big game as well. Uh, but looking at this ball club, I think they're trending in the right direction. Like you mentioned, could be easily, you know, 4-0 going in this stretch, and it would be something fun to watch. So I'm excited to see what, what happens to this ball club because they're, you know, you see it on both sides of the ball. They can play really good football 
but they have to finish out these ball games well, the right way. You've had a great 30-minute start today in the first half. Second half left maybe some stuff on the table. We talked about missing on five third downs. Uh, defensively, they've changed. They they are doing some things now defensively. A lot more man, it looks yeah. like. Certainly yeah. bringing – and look, as Art said on the radio, and I know you guys have talked about it well uh, in the podcast, you can't get there with four. got to bring more than that. No doubt, and they've done that. And whether it's come sometimes with delayed blitzes, you see that sometimes with Foyer or you see Keanu. The, the number one thing I love is the disguise that they bring mm-hmm. now. They got so many ways where it looks like nothing's coming or it looks like one's coming from another side and they bring the blitz from another way right. and forcing the football out quicker than the quarterback wants to. They're starting to disguise things on the back end better. Then you're playing man. You got guys who can hold up. Great to see Denard back. That gives you another uh, element to the backside of that defense. And you're young on the back end as well. I know Ricardo's been around for a while, but the other three, four guys that you pull in there are, are really stout. So uh, it's exciting to watch this defense now. All right. We appreciate you spending time with us today on the AT&T postgame breakdown. Uh, happy bye week. Happy bye week. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons are three and six at the bye. We'll see you in two weeks right after the ball game. We'll join you from right here in the uh, uh, Cherokees Harris uh, Casino yep. we'll DJ Shockley Lounge level <laughs> for a postgame breakdown on uh, AtlantaFalcons.com. <laughs>